we said. The Press Box. Welcome once again inside the Press Box and this edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace hoping you'll stick around for just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama. Want to find us? We'll find the website first. That's pressboxradio.com. There you can check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can show on demand hour by hour or simply press the listen button and hear the Press Box anytime 24-7. You can also do that with the brand new the press box app that's right just search the press box in the apple or google play stores and we're right there on your smartphone just to click and you're listening to the press box anytime again look for the press box inside the apple and google play stores our topic of conversation today the florida gators brad law of the auburn sports network was sitting in with me and we talked to david waters he's the creator and host of the gators breakdown podcast covers Dan Mullen and that Florida football team on a daily basis. He was a part of the press conference yesterday for Coach Mullen and posed this question to the Gator head coach. Coach, the topic of recruiting has come up a lot in the last couple of days from a few angles. Uh, is it a different approach needed for the, the level no. of consistency? Well, we're, we're in the season right now. We'll do recruiting after the season. And when it gets this recruiting time, we can talk about recruiting. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, next question. Uh, media just love that question, and we're going to talk about the Gators with uh, David Waters, the creator and host of the Gators Breakdown Podcast. You can find him uh, on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC, part of the uh, News 4 Jacksonville team as well. And David, just an odd press conference. I, I know it, we got pressure on Dan Mullen. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'm just not sure he handled it as, as, as well as he probably would have liked to yesterday. What do you think? Yeah, Mike, that's another press conference going wrong for Dan Mullen dating back to 2020. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, he could get away with this stuff at Mississippi State. Uh, the local media, not as big as it is in yeah. Gainesville. Yeah. Uh, the microscope is not there from a national level like it is in Gainesville and in the head coaching University of Florida. So, look, uh, look I, I knew asking the question recruiting wasn't going to be something Dan Mullen really wanted to, to, to answer uh, and maybe even talk about. But in a way, I was asking for for look. He he got pretty passionate after the Georgia game Saturday night. Um, he, a lot of the stuff he said was kind of the fire and the passion the fan base had wanted to see. Uh, so you know he was in a way called out by Kirby Smart Saturday night uh, with the recruiting topic. So in a way, I was like, well, here's a chance for you to kind of bounce back from that and send a you know maybe maybe a positive recruiting message out there. But he had none of it. Didn't want to discuss it at all. Now we'll defend him a little bit. It did get misconstrued a bit that. Okay, well, he only wants to recruit during "quote unquote" recruiting season. That's that's not what he meant. Uh, that's that's how it came out, especially if you read it. That's exactly what it sounded like. But when you listen to it, no, it was more, hey, telling us in the media, we will get to recruiting when recruiting season is. I guess that's signing day, if you want to make that as an example. Yeah. But you know, the, the the cutting me off, not let me refinish, not really let me follow up with anything. You know, I, I had more, uh, but it was uh, it was being moved on. But yeah, it uh, it took a life of its own. And I say this as a Mississippi State fan, long time, lifelong Mississippi State fan. That's Dan Mullen. I mean, right? That's Dan Mullen. Yeah, we yeah, have been doing this, and look, some of it gets lost in translation for Zooms. It's much different than yep. it is in, in person. Yep. Uh, so I, I get that part of it too. But it was an opportunity to to have some positive PR and put a spin some way. And now whether he wants to talk recruiting or not, you know, it, it, he still could have said, we'll talk about that after the season. Uh, but it was the approach. It was the brash reaction to it. That kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way besides the actual comments themselves. 
I'm curious, David, you said that that you had a follow-up. What was your follow-up going to be or what additionally did you have for you know to to that question? Yeah, honestly, the the follow-up wasn't even recruiting related, especially once he said he wasn't going to talk about it. It was going to be more football talk because that's probably where the conversation needed to go at that point. Uh, But just having none of it. (laughs) Give give fans some context because you and Mike have both alluded to that sort of that that's what you get with Dan Mullen. People who watch a video clip yesterday and maybe they haven't watched Florida press conferences for the last couple of years, um, or they didn't watch a lot of Mississippi State press conferences when he was there. Um, just, just how just how normal, what are some other examples of, of these kind of terse interactions that you've seen? Well, look, I mean, no, no head coach likes to be questioned, uh, and then that's part of it. Uh, but, you know, he started off, 2018 press conference wise for Florida, pretty good. Even after losses, you go back to the Missouri game and he had that famous thumb wrestling comment, basically saying he's so he's so competitive and I want to I'm going to kick your butt in thumb wrestling. You want to do that? Or, you know, I'll, I'll kick your butt in anything. That riled the fan base up. Even yeah, after a yeah. loss, the fan base got riled up a bit. And yeah. okay, there, there's our head coach. Okay, then 2020 comes along last year, and then the the pack the swap comment after the Texas A&M game and the. Now, it wasn't a big deal, but the Darth Vader costume and then the bowl game comments after Oklahoma, it just piled up and piled up and piled up in 2020. So 2021 comes around, you finally get, a, you get you know, losses start piling up and the fan base was very passionate. Where's that 2018 Dan Mullen? Where's that thumb wrestling comment, Dan Mullen? Uh, I asked him about that a couple of weeks ago, and it was basically, you know, don't, don't, don't question the passion, don't question the fire uh, of this program. Uh, you know, this coaching staff, these these players try. But it was just, you know, something the fan base really wanted to know about because if you look at Dan Mullen, you go through these press conferences, they don't feel that same energy, they, whether right or wrong. They just don't feel it the, the, the same way. So these questions are going to come up, and it's just been uh, an example after an example of uh, of Dan Mullen in these press conferences. Four losses in a Gator season is, is, is not what Gator fans are expecting or are used to, certainly when it comes – uh, the first weekend of November, but you look beyond that. I mean, the numbers, this is a program now that's lost seven of their last nine games against power five teams. That's a tough stat to, to, to try to answer for. Mike, it just seems like after Florida beat Georgia last year, yeah. uh, it's been downhill ever since. Now, granted you beat Arkansas, you beat Kentucky, Tennessee after that, uh, but Florida didn't look like the team that they possibly could be after beating Georgia last year. And then, of course, the LSU loss comes last year. And that point right there is where you can just – if you, whenever we go back and look at Dan Mullen's tenure at Florida, however long it may last, you'll, you'll throw a dart and you'll start right there of where this program, either it was a wake-up call and it took a few games to kind of figure it out, or that was the point where you said that's, that's the downfall of Dan Mullen. That LSU loss in 2020 when – Florida was still fighting for a college football playoff spot, playing Alabama the very next week. Ever since that point, it just seems like the program, uh, a lot of peaks and valleys, more valleys at that point, no big wins. Yeah, you played Alabama tough a couple of times, and that's what you can point to, but it's about the losses. And as you said, sitting at 4-4 four and four right now does not sit well. you got four games coming up, and games you should win. Yeah, And I think Florida needs to look good in those wins, too. Not just get by South Carolina by three points and, and, and Florida State by three points and, and Missouri by three points. Florida needs to look good from here on out to make this fan base feel somewhat better about 2022 as well. 
LSU is a key component in this season too, David. Yeah. I, I wonder how much differently the fan base feels, and, and you deal with this every fan base that's passionate across the country. Certainly in the in the SEC and in the Southeast, they they sort it week by week, right? It's up and down yeah. week by week, de- depending on the result of the last game. And yet losses to Alabama when they were number one, a loss to Georgia as a number one ranked team when they've beaten everybody 34 to seven or somewhere yeah. in, in that uh, somewhere in, in that realm. I just wonder how differently Gator fans are feeling today, even after the loss to a top ranked Georgia team, if the LSU game had gone differently a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I think so. Uh, and, and you go back to that game. It was a lot of, what what fans were worried about by bringing back Todd Grantham for another year. You know, that Dan Mullen, uh, you know, I pinpoint to the LSU game last year where the biggest off-field decision he had was bring, you know, whether to retain Todd Grantham or not, and he decided to do so. And after an historic collapse on defense, so there was my on-field moment, there's my off-field moment. Okay, so now you bring back Todd Grantham, and I hate bringing it up because – Defense played pretty well versus Georgia, but you bring up the LSU game, and that was the worry. And bringing Todd Grantham back, that LSU game was the perfect example of what you could possibly get if you decided to bring him back. Was the defense going to be better this year? Absolutely. They couldn't be any worse. And, of course, there was some looking in the mirror and figuring out what needs to be done to be better on defense, and they've done that somewhat. But the worry of bringing him back was the exact performance we got versus LSU uh, with this Gator team and just – collapse giving up 300 yards of offense to a team that can't run the ball before that couldn't run the ball the week after that versus Kentucky. And, you know, it was just another example of, uh, you know, probably not probably bringing back and not making the hard decision mm-hmm. and bringing back Todd Grantham in that defensive coordinator spot. We're joined by David Waters, creator and host of the Gators Breakdown podcast. Got a great YouTube channel as well. You can find him again online, News for Jacksonville. That is News for Jax, J-A-X.com. Here's the statistical rarity that I'm trying to figure out. A 500 (laughs) record despite this team outgaining all eight of their (laughs) opponents. Yeah, uh, Mullen has pointed to that. He didn't. I think he kind of knew that that. Not where you can point to right now after after you sit in four uh, after you're sitting at four and four, uh, but he brought that up versus Kentucky when it was kind of hey were you out coached? Well, you know we had more yards than than them. I guess we yeah, were out coached. Yeah, that, that, that's not you were you lost yeah. the game. You were out coached. Um, but it is it, it is so weird. I mean, look and even you know, a lot of people like and I like metrics, but metrics tell a story. Uh, yeah, you have yeah. to be able to tell the story with the metrics and a lot of these analytical you know, rankings, um, you know, S&P and ESPN's insider rankings. Going into the Georgia game, still had Florida as a top 10 team just based on metrics alone. Yeah. Uh, so that lets you know just kind of how weird this season has been, outgaining opponents. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Florida's offensive output total is just, just below the 2020 season last year. Hmm. But you may mainly running the ball. Yeah. You had a much easier schedule, of course. So that plays a huge right. part in it as well. Uh, but you're right. You just look at numbers. You look at metrics. Florida shouldn't be 4-4, four and four, but it's the little things. The little things we've been able to count for Dan Mullen on, the game management, clock yeah. management, quarterback yeah. play, it's those things adding up. Well, and let's face it. If you're, if you're gaining more yards than your opponent, but but you're not consistently beating them, then you're probably putting your defense in, in tough situations. you got defensive problems, but you're putting them in bad situations as well. And what, the 16 turnovers, 15 of those 
the quarterbacks are responsible for Emory Jones yep. and Anthony Richardson, and that many turnovers will 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 cost you. And it it's exactly what turned the game on Saturday, right? Florida's in that game late yeah. first half that you couldn't ask for a going against number one team in the country, and you're sitting at three losses. You really couldn't have asked for a better uh, scenario. As I said, you know that's why I kind of hate bringing up the defense in a way right now because they played pretty good Saturday, yeah. uh, given. Coming off that LSU loss, you couldn't ask for a better performance. I wanted, uh, I think everybody needed to see a better start from this Gator defense because Florida, Georgia, since Dan Mullen's been there, 10 nothing, 10 nothing, 14 nothing, Georgia. They gave him every opportunity in the world to take an early lead, put some pressure on Georgia for a change. Uh, so the defense did their job. And then, as you said, offense just kind of falls apart. Anthony Richardson making his first start, tough ask for a first. Uh, player making his first start to go against that Georgia defense and, and come out on top. Uh, so, you know, you see if he can build off of that. But Florida was in that game late first half, and then the Georgia defense takes over and do what they do best. David, you mentioned the remaining schedule. So let's peek a month or so into the future now at South Carolina, Samford at home, at Missouri, and and Florida State at home. Um, let's, let's say Florida wins these four games as it should. What's the temperature of the fan base, eight and four and a four-game winning streak to close out the regular season? Look, you got to respect every opponent. You got to take those one at a time. But if Florida does what it should do in those four games, um, what what's the view? What's the feeling of this fan base, do you think? Uh, a couple aspects of that. First, I'll go back to a little bit. Florida's got to look good uh, in those games. And the fan base wants to see them look good with Anthony Richardson, with who they perceive the future of the quarterback spot. You want, If you want to build on 2022, it needs to be with the quarterback you expect to see in 2022. And that should be Anthony Richardson, as long as he's healthy. Uh, now, he did get banged up versus Georgia uh, with a possible concussion, shoulder injury. Dan Muller wouldn't go into it yesterday as far as the injury goes for Anthony Richardson. Uh, so we'll see what that means for the rest of the season. So that, that that can play a huge part as well. But either way, even with Emory Jones, you saw against Vanderbilt in Tennessee earlier in the season, he's good enough to go put some you know 40 points on the board uh, with, with this Gator offense. So in these four games coming up, he should be able to do the same thing. Uh, so you just want to see the team, whatever this bunker mentality they put themselves in this week, respond to that bunker mentality and go out there and perform well uh, the rest of the season. But – it's still about how it looks. It really is about how it looks, no matter if it's eight and four. A lot of a lot of fans predicted eight and four, but they didn't expect it to look like this up to this point. So they need to kind of respond and, and rebound from that. But then as soon as the clock hits zero versus FSU in the last game of the season, everybody's gonna start asking themselves, what are the off-field moves that you have to make to get this thing turned around? Yeah. What coaching staff moves are gonna be made? What off-field moves are going to be made, and that's where that's where the biggest question is going to be. Now, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I hate to break it up because you didn't even ask. Dan Mullen loses one of these games. Oh, boy. All bets are off. Oh, yeah. boy. All bets are off with, for his future at Florida. Does his relationship with Scott Strickland muddy that at all? I mean, we know these guys go back to Mississippi State together and now at Florida, and, and it's it's got to put Scott Strickland in a really tough spot. Yeah, I, I, he trusts Dan Mullen. He trusts Dan Mullen to run the football program uh, and look. Scott Strickland's dealing with his own little issues in Gainesville too, off the, with the women's basketball scandal that came yep. out about a month ago. And there's a lot that's going on there uh, as, as well. So Strickland's been very active on social media up yep. till about a month ago. Yep. Uh, so you can tell there's some things going on behind the scenes that uh, uh, is bigger than football and bigger than, you know, just being an athletic director at the university of Florida. Uh, so look, I, I think it does muddy it a bit. Uh, but I do think uh, the 
pressure. I know the pressure's being ramped up. Uh, boosters going to the president, talking about this football program right now. Eight and four, Dan Mullen's safe. Seven and five, Scott Strickland's got to gotta look at what he wants for this football program as well. Trying times indeed in Gainesville as the Florida Gators need to turn things around. Our thanks again to David Waters of the Gators Breakdown Podcast. You can find wherever you find your favorite podcast, also on SoundCloud as well. Our thanks to David for joining us here inside the Press Box. Hey, if you like what you hear, a couple things you can do for us. You can like us, subscribe, make sure you get the new ones every time a brand new edition of the Press Box podcast comes out. And if you tell a friend to do the same, that would be awesome. They can find us on Apple or Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast. All they have to do is search for Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. Until next time, for the Press Box Podcast, Mike Gray saying so long. We'll see you next time inside the Press Box.